Thanks so much for downloading the episode on the show today. We discuss men and plastic surgery. What are their trends? What are their desires? We also talk about what's going on in Paula's world. A whole lot of hormones are flying around in her house, and we discuss it along with your ugly and awkward moments of the week. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Shut up, you guys. I can't help it. Paula. Don't get it done in Mexico. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 286. The Ugly Truth, Sisters Who Podcast. <laughs> you don't you don't like the new you don't like the new tagline no it's funny i just i have to not laugh <laughs> i know well whenever we try to do something new we hate it immediately like we were talking about daryl said what if we change the name of the podcast and i'm like to what he goes ugly sisters podcast no said, it doesn't roll off the tongue <laughs> he's like okay it was just a suggestion and i said i get it because People hear ugly truth and they go, well, what does that mean? That could be anything, you know? So I get it. So we, I said, how about if I just, let me try this out. How about if I just say, welcome to the ugly truth, sisters who podcast, whatever. And he's like, okay. And I said, all right. I said, I don't want to change the name of the podcast to the ugly sisters. It's not that we're not, it's not that we're ugly. It's just that it, we've been saying the ugly truth for like five years. It's like, I don't want to like change it now. What about like... I don't know. The Ugly Truth Show. (laughs) The Ugly Truth Podcast, maybe? Or the Ugly Truth Podcasts. It's the problem that he is, he has, because he is so proactive and he so believes in our show, he talks to others in the media industry. He has had our show listened to by some of the best programmers in the country and they love it. But they don't know where it fits because we're not a comedian. We're not an actor. We don't have a radio show. We're kind of like legitimately just podcasters. And that isn't very common. Most people use their podcast as a way to market whatever else they're doing. And there's nothing wrong with just being a podcaster, by the way. I'm cool with it. I'm not Mm -hmm. interested in going out and becoming a stand-up comic. Maybe I should. You should. Absolutely. You should go out there and do your material. Your dry humor, you'd be like the next... I don't know. I can't think of any, but you know what I'm saying. It'd be the next Paula Todd. There you go. <laughs> so they were saying the ugly truth could mean anything. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with that? It's a surprise every time you turn it on. You don't you don't have any idea what it's going to be. But I said, well, how about if they said the niche you have is your sisters. You're all sisters. And to me, our show is a polished version of what our phone calls or our visits when we get together are. It's essentially Mm -hmm. the way we talk when we're together and when we've done this at parties, just kind of squirreling away to ourselves at the table, having a cocktail talking, ultimately then everybody starts to listen and Mm -hmm. everybody's gathered around when we're chatting. And so that is basically the point of the show is sisters talking. We do have a little unusual perspective on life Mm -hmm. and we're, we're clumsy and yes. we have very strong opinions and we're not filtered. We will say anything. Uh, according to our mother, it's juvenile, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't realize that we're women anyway. She thinks we're 10 still, you know. Yeah. So I, th- uh, I think juvenile is actually a 
kind of a compliment compared to some of the other words that she probably could have used. (laughs) How long are people going to listen to your juvenile show? (laughs) The shows to me, our shows are it's it's great for us to keep in keep in touch because we live kind of far away from each other. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, we haven't had any complaints. No one's saying, you guys are terrible. No one says that. Even professional people say they've really got something there. But we just need, you know, we need to continue to grow and and refine and be ourselves. I think is the most important thing is be ourselves. So with that being said, welcome to the Ugly Truth Sisters Who Podcast. Okay, so I found this article about men and plastic surgery. Because you and I talk about plastic surgery all the time. We, mm-hmm. we always threaten that we're going to get it done. And you and I both know the likelihood of that actually happening is is fairly slim. I can't really fathom doing anything significant, really. I mean... Like a facelift? That's a pretty big deal, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, I say I would do it. But really what I'm thinking is I want to look rested, which is what most women my age want. They don't want to look tired anymore. It's <laughs> you know, like, no, this is my face now. I'm just always looking tired. And so I wouldn't mind a little plumping to look a little more refreshed, a little more youthful looking in the sense that I don't look like I've been running a marathon for 10 years, which is essentially what life does to you. Right. Men aren't alone. Now, Daryl wouldn't in a million years. He'll turn into a pile of wrinkles. He will never, ever do anything uh, at all. But men uh, apparently are big on plastic surgery now more than they used to be and it says it's a common misconception that men are unaffected by body issues a lot of men can't get the results they want through diet and exercise and it can take a real toll on their self-esteem and i'm not totally surprised by this because you know they're not immune to seeing you know jason momoa or you know chris pratt go from fluffy to chiseled you know yeah they want to look like that too So I'm trying to find the top things that men are looking for. It says, in the aftermath of the economic recession, this doctor said he saw a horde of people come in who wanted to use their severance checks to help them compete visually with younger people who could take jobs at smaller salaries. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. I found that really interesting. I'm like, well, that kind of makes sense, actually, because, you know, the older you get, the harder it is to get a gig. Hold on. I'm trying to find the thing. The di- the desire lines up almost exactly with what the ASPS reported as male plastic surgery trends. Male breast reductions are extremely popular for men, as are liposuctions to carve away love handles. An increasingly common surgery is ab sculpting, where surgeons reshape muscles and skin to almost magically create six packs where once there were none. I hate that. <laughs> I think that's cheating. I didn't even realize that was possible. I didn't either. Like you, uh, I would think you would have to have somewhat of a six pack, or wouldn't you have to have something to build off of? I mean, you can't just like you know put like plastic pieces in there, can you? I think you can. What if you're like a big fat guy though? <laughs> and you build like a six pack. Yeah, that would be weird. It's like, yeah, well, it's all in my, you know, it's all, it's all muscle. <laughs> Along the same lines are procedures designed to pinch out muscles on arms and legs, creating the illusion of a gym rat where there might not be one. Men want to be carved and tight and ripped. Wow. Okay, here's one that's interesting. Okay, so I'm reading this to Daryl the other day, and he goes, "Is this only straight men?" 
again. I said, I don't, it doesn't specify. So those words are in the air floating. I say it doesn't specify. Penile augmentation procedures are becoming more and more popular and anal tightening, think vaginal tightening, tightening, but for men is also in high demand. So I'm guessing this is uh, hetero and bi, or yes. not, better, not Homosexual bi. Homosexual and bisexual. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know too many heterosexual men are having their anus tightened. <laughs> How do you do that? It's uh, like a balloon knot. How do you tighten that? I don't really do want to think about it. Well, do you like get you, this is literally what I thought is that you get like a piece of string and a needle and you go all around the anal and you like tighten it like a like the cinch of a garbage bag. Well, I mean, if you just do the surface skin, it would it would rip. I think you'd have yeah. to like go inside. inside and up. When a woman has a baby vaginally, I don't know about you, but my doctor always gave me the seventh stitch is what he'd call it. Uh, okay. The husband stitch. They call it the husband stitch. Because oh, okay. essentially they're tightening, they're vaginally tightening things up for you. Because, you know, if you have a big baby, things kind of, you know, they get big. They can. I don't know. I I had such ass blowouts. They were just trying to sew <laughs> me back together. <laughs> like an army vet. <laughs> Basically, it's like I was in the field. <laughs> it's like, just patch her up and get her out of here. It was mash. Yeah, it's like, give her the baby. Get her out of here. God damn it. Yeah, exactly. But they do that virgin stitch or the husband stitch, or I don't know what they call it. And a lot of women hate that term. They think it's misogynistic. And I'm like, well, yes and no. I mean, if it's tight, it feels good for everybody, right? So why wouldn't anal tightening be any different? (laughs) I guess. I agree. But I didn't realize it was such a high demand procedure. But why wouldn't it be, right? I mean, why wouldn't it be? So I thought I wanted to get to that point because I want to know what you thought about all of that. But I'm a little surprised, but... So nothing really like in the the face area, nope. like no, no injections, like, eyes or no, you know the chin, like the turkey gobble or anything like that. It's boob reduction is the number one procedure. Gynoplama- gynoplamastia or something yes. like that. Yes, they don't want the man boobs, and so they get those removed. They get that all tightened up. They do get tummy tucks. So I mean, it sounds like they want the mommy makeover. And then they, yeah, that's basically what they want. And, you know, on some terms, it's like, well, if you're going to be a douchebag saying that women have to portray a certain look, then you damn well better be looking pretty damn good yourself. I'm not a big fan of faking it. Like, I had two really big babies. And so I do have some excess skin on my stomach that I would love to get rid of. Right. Like, that's for real. Because it, it adds to my waistline, even though it's not fat. And so that bugs me a lot. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I always envision. I know you. I know you hate this woman, and I haven't mentioned her in in like a, over a year. But when uh, Goslin had those babies back in oh, the yeah. old days, when they would videotape their specials, and she pulled down her spanks, and all of that skin came out. And then some plastic surgeon felt sorry for her, so he got rid of it for her. Yeah, really. I was so jealous. Yeah, mine really. does not. Mine doesn't look like that. It, I, it's not a roll or anything. But to me, I hate it because it's like, think about how much smaller my pants would be if I didn't have this skin. You know, it'd be awesome. And that's why a lot of people get it done. Actually, that's why a lot of people get it done. But uh, I don't think I would do it. <laughs> I think I'll just wear the spanks. Well, I mean, it, it's expensive. 
And I don't want to die. Can you imagine having to tell people she died because she was vain? <laughs> she wanted the skin gone. Well, don't we get are. it done in Mexico or something. I'm, like not, that. I'm not getting it done in Mexico. I said don't get it done in Mexico. They, those people, I don't know why people go down there and get that shit done. People come back with like goo gone in their ass cheeks and stuff. It's like so bad. It's like, I know. You do that silicone caulking in your lips. Stupid. You're so dumb. Okay, so you have been dropping some little hints here and there, uh, you and I, when we text or chat with each other during the week about some things that are going on in your house with your kids. And it's, it's exciting for me because you're actually <laughs> starting to go through some things that I have recently just exited that phase of life with kids. So your son is getting ready to go into the seventh grade. Yes. And he suddenly is a giant hormone. Well, so it started basically when he, it was like the second to last day and it was the big field trip to Sunsplash, which right? is like, you know, a bunch of water slides and they have like the little lazy river you go around. So it's, it's, it's a giant water park basically. Yes. And so he hung out with his guy friend and his other friend who happens to be a girl was hanging out with them too. So they hung out all day Hmm. on the bus ride back. I was looking at the first bus and I saw all his little friends come out and he didn't come out. And I'm like, that's weird. And so I went over to the second bus, saw everybody come out. I saw his little friend, that's a girl, come out. And he came out right behind her. And so I'm just like, did you ride the bus back with Maddie? And he's just like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, all your friends were on the other bus. Did you not get on that bus? Like, were, mm. was there not enough room or something? Yeah. He's like, no, I just wanted to ride back on the other bus. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so... After that, we were talking about girlfriends and, you know, what age is appropriate and all that stuff. Yeah. Because we had rules for his sister, who's now moved back to Texas. And those rules were a little bit more um, stringent, I guess you could say. And But I think it's based on each child. I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys' rules were set in stone or... As far as just as they grew up and freedoms and permissions to do things, it really depend. It depended on how much trust and it was definitely tailored to each child, I would say. Yeah. So basically, that's what the thought was. And so he asked when he could have like a a school girlfriend because we told them that you know, a school girlfriend is is like, it's a girl at school, but you don't hang out after school. You know, you guys don't really go places or anything like that. It's just at school. Mm -hmm. So he asked what grade he could do that. And I said, well, I'm like, I think we talked to dad before about it. And I thought it was eighth grade. And so he's like, Oh, okay. And he looked disappointed. <laughs> and I'm like, why were you going to ask Maddie to be your girlfriend? He's like, I don't know, maybe. And so I talked to Victor just to verify. I'm like, we said eighth grade, right? And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, I think he was going to ask Maddie to be his girlfriend. Mm. And so I found myself almost like defending him, like yeah. almost encouraging him, which is, I'm like, why would I do that? Because yeah. I'll tell you why. You can't control what kids do at school. 
yeah. ever. And the older they get, the more you have to realize you cannot control them when they're at school. And it's mean to make them think that you can. So if he has a girlfriend at school, there's nothing you can do about it. What are you going to do? March onto the campus and say, God, I told you no girlfriend at lunch. No. Right. There's nothing you're going to do. Our rules for girlfriend and boyfriend, specifically boyfriends, actually, was if there's a boy you like at school, and this is from personal experience why I have this this rule. If there's a boy you like at school and you guys are like little special little whatevers, it ends at three o'clock. You can't mm-hmm. hang out with them. You can't go anywhere with their family. You can't do any of that crap. If there's a field trip, something, you know, where everybody's going to be there, a birthday party or something like that, that's different. But it is only exclusively at school or school activities. Don't ask me to invite them over. None of that's happening. Right. That shit doesn't happen until 16 in our house. Hard rule. We don't oh, mess around. Okay. It is 16 because they get to date, date, date at 16. If they can go to dances and stuff like that. But as far as having an exclusive boyfriend where they come over, where they get to go to their house, they go out on dates or whatever, 16. And I don't give a shit if that's too old for this world. That is what it is. Right. But before that, I can't stop it. You know, I can't right. stop it. So that's kind of where I stand on it personally. And the thing is, is that ultimately they're going to find a way anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you tell them, no, you shouldn't be having a girlfriend right now, like my mother did. And I had a little boyfriend in seventh grade and we would hold hands and, you know, little pecks on the cheek or, pet, mm-hmm. you know, little kisses at the locker. And my mom, our mom, saw me holding hands with this boy and, and demanded that I break up with him demanded it and she goes if you don't break up with him i will find out and i will come to the school i mean she threatened me to try to control what i did or didn't do at the school and i broke up with him and i hated myself for that hated it so i don't do that yeah no i mean obviously the goal is to say eighth grade and the only really reason behind it is because seventh grade is going to be so new yeah. And, you know, we want them to focus on grades and, you know, athletics and all that kind of stuff that it's just it's more or less just an introductory to uh, um, junior high. Right. That we just didn't feel like, you know, he should be adding the extra, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, extra curricular to it. But I mean, like I said, that that's just the goal. So Well, it's nice to to try, but you don't want to stress him out like, oh, I really like this girl and you guys said I couldn't do it. And, da, 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 da. and then he becomes distracted anyway. And it's like this big thing. And your son is so like, he's such a rule follower. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you tell him this is the way it is, he won't do it. And then he'll be torturing himself. You know, it's right. just he's not going to be like me. He's not going to be like Stephanie, our sister, who, you know, no girlfriend, no boyfriends. And then she's be like, what are you talking about? I have three boyfriends. You're not going to stop me. <laughs> you know, in your face, you know. So then my littlest one, Olivia, who's yes. uh, going to be nine years old. Soon. We take Ryan to the park to play basketball, like your shoot hoops or whatever. And sometimes yeah. he invites this one friend of his to come with us. And so Olivia was just super talkative with this little group of theirs playing <laughs> basketball. And so I was just like, Olivia, come sit with me. 
because I just felt like she was taking up too much of their time. And, yeah. You know, yeah. It's better to just have her sit with me and not let them have their time. Yeah. And so she sat with me and she's like, what? And I'm just like, <laughs> and I just kind of looked at her and I gave her like, you know, the little stink eye. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's just like, nothing, mom. Oh. And I'm just like. Salty. And I said, do you think Adam's cute? And she's just like, no, mom. And then she grabbed my hand and she's just like, no, don't see anything. <laughs> Did she squeeze your arm really hard? Like, don't see that. <laughs> she was so, like, irritated. <laughs> that you noticed? That I knew, yeah. Oh, my God, And I'm like, so it's funny. okay. I'm like, I don't care if you think Adam's cute. And she's just like, don't tell Ryan. Oh, <laughs> so God, I'm no. Like, oh, my God, don't. I won't tell him. And you know what? So, I'm... It'll be interesting to see the race towards puberty in your house. You've got a boy and a girl, and they're both speeding towards puberty. Well, your son's already in the throes of it, really. Yeah, he is. What's what's with him wanting to drink power shakes? What's that all about? <laughs> I don't know. He says that he's been taking cold showers because Why? he read online that it's good for you. In what way? I'm just curious. Not that way. I know. But, I know. Although you did tell me can't have a girlfriend till eighth grade. So <laughs> I don't know. He's he's on this health kick for the last two days where he's uh, said he was going to wake up at 7 a.m. and drink a glass of water because you <laughs> haven't been drinking water all night. And then he was going to drink his little power shake, but he couldn't figure out how to work the blender. And then he... Um, punches his little punching bag and then uh, does his push-ups he wants to build up muscles <laughs> it is amazing what girl being girl crazy does to a boy i it's guess amazing i there you remember this boyfriend i had i was 17 he was 19 20 and i worked at the restaurant the golden corral mm-hmm. and he was a cook and i was just one of the little low life handing out salad bar plates and he really liked me. And someone said, hey, do you do you like him? Do you think he's cute? I'm like, um, no, he's fat. <laughs> I'm like, no. And they were like, oh, my God, he's so nice. I'm like, so? <laughs> Who cares? So he ended up quitting and he lost 50 pounds and came back and asked me out. And I remember thinking, well, I guess it's the least I could do. I mean, you went through all this effort. <laughs> wow. I know. I don't know why guys do that. Like, it wasn't, you know, and let me just preface, and you know this, because he was a part of our family, truly. Oh, uh, for, for a long time. Forever. Yeah. It wasn't because he was overweight that I didn't like him anymore. No, it wasn't He bad. lied all the time, and he cheated on me more than once. <laughs> That's kind of why. Ridiculous, but. Yeah, but I don't still. understand men who do that, who are able to lose so much weight and then they just can't seem to stick it out and keep it off. I don't know. Well, because they're, they have, you know what? Men are goal oriented from what I can tell. They are goal oriented. They want a beginning and an end. And if they can get to the end game, which is why they're problem solvers, they love yeah. to solve problems. You know, they're not big on, like, if you have a guy who's willing to let you vent about some bitch at work and you're going on and on about this or that. Ultimately, all he wants to tell you is, this is how you fix this. 
do this or that and that'll be the end of it and you're like no but you don't understand they don't want to hear that they want to hear this is the resolution and i never have to hear you bitch about this person again (laughs) and not that they're irritated with you it's just they want to problem solve they want to fix it and so when you tell a guy i don't want to go out with you because you're overweight they're like done and they go out and they fix it or i don't want to go out with you because your car is a piece of shit done no problem you know they'll fix it right it's superficial stuff though yeah because if they're not decent guys it's not it doesn't matter what they do right so that's how i look at that but that is cute that your son is uh suddenly interested in his health and building those muscles i know i wonder is there like a guy he's watching on tv or in a movie or it was a youtuber that he saw i thought so so he found some sort of health plan that he's going to start following, although he slept until 10 o'clock today. So waking up at 7 and drinking a glass of water did not happen? It did not happen. Welcome to the world of dieting, guy. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, he doesn't even need to really do anything. Of course not. He's not overweight. I mean, he's He's a kid. I think he just wants to build his muscles. I think that's super cute, and it's very cool does he have like uh do you guys have like barbells and stuff we're gonna get some they're Um, so cheap you can get them you can get them at the used sports store or uh, garage sales yeah i think we're gonna get a weight bench first oh wow and then victor just had to move his old car so we had some space and you know he's taking up the whole garage what am i kidding but (laughs) he's got to move a lot of stuff before anyone can actually you know have room to do anything in there speaking of i my closet in my bedroom it is it is a poor it's horrible i i don't even know what happened i i bought a bunch of storage bins the other day because i said i've had enough of my closet i feel like it's closing in on me i walk in and i can't move daryl has used started using a laundry basket in there there's shoes everywhere. All of my boxes when we moved have are starting to fall apart. And I'm going through this purge where I see all these work clothes that I have. And I'm like, why do I still have these? You know, they. F- I know why, because they fit me. I'm like, well, they fit. So I'll just keep them because you never know. And I'm like, when am I going to wear a black button up shirt dress? <laughs> like never. I'm never going to wear this again. It's adorable. Yeah. But And I've let Stephanie, who works in a place where she needs office wear, I've let her go through my closet and like, take whatever you want, because I have so much stuff and I'll never, ever wear it again. And I would rather give it to you than donate it because some of it's expensive and she took what she wanted. And I'm like, why am I hanging on to these? They're not even in style anymore. I know. And I have the same thing. I got to just get rid of it. And, And of course, I have a problem with a dresser that's in my closet right now. It is an emotional attachment that I cannot seem to let go of. Maybe you can help me with it. Is it the old brown dresser? It's our parents' old dresser from when they, they were married back in the 70s. It's a and nice I, piece of furniture. It Well, two of the drawers are broken, oh. but it is. But I, those are easily repaired. It's just like the, the track. Mm-hmm. But when we were moving, Daryl said, well, maybe we can finally get rid of that dresser and we'll just get, you know, a new one. And I started to cry. <laughs> And he said, oh, my God, never mind. We'll keep it. Keep it forever. You know, and I said, I have such a weird attachment. It's the one piece of furniture I have from when my parents were married. It's it's a good piece. It's wood. It's solid wood. It's not like it's particle wood. It's a it's a solid dresser. It definitely needs some work. But it's now I don't know if it would be considered an antique at this point. I mean, 
I don't know, 40 years old at least, right? Yeah, maybe. They bought a brand new in 75. So whatever old that is. And I have it and I can't let it go. I just can't let it go. Every time I talk about it, I get, I, I, I guess I could get rid of it. <laughs> like I can't get rid of it. Well, what's in it? Well, we keep clothes in it now. All my, all the, like when it's winter, I put all my summer clothes in there. And when it's summer, I put all my winter clothes in it. So, but it's super inefficient. It, it doesn't do anything. And so that's why our closet looks like crap. I need to, we need to put a real organi- organized system in there. You know, my, my plan to keep it is, has died. And so I have to figure out what to do with this dresser so we can actually implement a real closet system. I'm hoping we can find a place for it because I just can't fathom getting rid of it. Yeah. We have other room. Maybe, you know, I said maybe we could put it in one of the closets and we'll just use it as, like storage for like old sheets and stuff. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Because I can't fathom eliminating it. It's so crazy. And when I told mom, I'm like, I said, yeah, I have that old dresser that you and dad had in your bed, in your master bedroom when we lived, you know, all as one. And she's like, why do you have that? It's a piece of crap. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, the same reason why I have your wedding photos that you tore in four pieces and threw at me and said, do whatever you want with this. I have those too. Right. So I'm just saying. Or like when I did her photo album and I had pictures, all of our pictures from everything with our dad in them and everything. And she went through and ripped all the pictures of our dad out of them. God. And gave them back to me and said, here, you can have these. I'll take the rest. <laughs> There's no anger there at all. No, at no all. bitterness whatsoever. <laughs> God. I know. Daryl and I were playing a game the other night. It said, what family heirlooms are you looking forward to passing on to your children? And I looked at him and I said, I don't have any. I have no family heirlooms. My mom throws everything away. <laughs> We don't have anything. I couldn't think of anything. I'm like, we don't even have like a family Bible. You know, like in the old days, they would yeah. pass the family. We don't have it. any of that. I go, uh, pick my well, photos. I mean, I guess I could give them that. Or when I die, they can have my ring. But I mean, I don't yeah. have any like antique heirlooms or anything. Do you have anything? I mean, the only thing that I have is, well, I have mom's engagement ring. You do? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. And then I have my engagement ring. Right. So the only thing I was thinking is, is I was going to give my engagement ring to Ryan mm-hmm. if, if he needed, like, if help or money or something like that to propose to his, you the know. The symbol, if he needed the symbol. Yeah. 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 And then I I don't know what I would do. If Olivia was responsible enough, maybe I'd give her mom's engagement ring or something. That's like a, actually, that. that's a lovely heirloom to have. Yeah. It is. that That's a good one. Yeah, so. <sighs> well, speaking of kids, I have two, almost, th- actually I have three I wanted to read you this week. Three hugly and awkward moments of the week. Sponsored by LipandClip.com, of course. And if you submit a hugly and awkward moment... If you send me your address, we will send you a lip and clip goodie bag. So think about that when you send in your hugly and awkward moments of the week. These are kid related as far as puberty, embarrassing puberty, awkward moments. 
because I thought they'd be really funny. Yeah. This first one actually made me laugh because it's an awkward moment that no one but the kid knows about. And it, made, but it made me laugh because I, I think I've heard of things like this happening before. So the first one is, I ran out of deodorant, so I used my dad's Old Spice. <laughs> At school, someone sniffed loudly and shouted, "Who smells like an old man?" <laughs> He goes, it sounds so stupid, but I was mortified. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my laugh. God. I'd probably go wash my armpits. Well, the thing is, is that when you're a kid, when you're a teenager, especially under fif- age of 15, like between the ages of 11 and 15, you can't get more gross. Like, there's nothing about you that's attractive. You're sweaty. You're oily. You're zitty. <laughs> I know. God, your feet smell, your pits, oh, hair everywhere. I mean, it's just the worst. And it's, of course, school is hell. And, then you, you know, there's always that one girl or that one guy that seems to just blow through puberty like nothing happened to them. I know. They just suddenly are an Adonis or a princess. And you're like, how? How is that possible? You know, I hate those people. But there's always one. I forgot about the feet smell until Ryan started going through puberty, where one time I said, Dad needs your help. And I'm like, go put your shoes on really fast. So he put his shoes on, like went in the garage for like five minutes, came back out, took his shoes off. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And I was just like, I didn't think they could smell that bad in such a short period of time. Puberty odor is unlike anything you will smell in your life. God. And, I mean, unlike... I remember when... <laughs> she will be so bad. Oh, Stephanie. Stephanie had the worst foot odor of oh, all Oh, God. <laughs> we would take long trips, and all of a sudden, we'd be like, Stephanie, did you take your shoes off? What? Like, I didn't. Shut up, you guys. I can't help it. <laughs> and Mom, our, our mother, who's so loving... Roll all the windows down. God, Stephanie, put your shoes on. And then dad, he'd go five minutes and then he'd be like, God, Stephanie, you gotta put your, sh- you gotta put your shoes back on. He no. would at least try and give it a chance. He's like, I can handle anything. No, you can't. Not this. It's chemical warfare back here. Good Lord. Okay, here's another one. This is from a guy named Robert. I was filming a football game at school from a little box at the top of the stands. The only person up there with me was our female, quote unquote, team manager. We sat there and talked about all sorts of stuff, who we thought was cute, what we wanted to do when we grew up, what we had done sexually. Little did I know that the camera was picking up the entire conversation. Oh, no. The whole team got a copy of the game footage and soon after the whole school. Oh, no. That is awful. Well, you better hope you did some good shit then because... Because yeah. you just you better hope you know. it wasn't anything like, well, one time someone touched the outside of my underpants. That's what I'm saying. If it was over the sweater, <laughs> right? I'd be embarrassed. God. <laughs> the being filmed or something like that—that's never happened to me. Where you get caught saying or doing something embarrassing, and then everybody hears about it or sees it. That's luckily that is something that's never happened to me. Although I do recall one time chatting with someone in class. And mm-hmm. everyone but me realized that they were all watching and listening to me because the teacher stopped. Oh. And I was all, and anyway, and, I, and all of a sudden they're frozen staring at me. I'm like, what, what? And then I look up and turn around, everybody's staring at me, Include it was in science, it was life science. I was a freshman. And oh I turned around, God. I'm like, what? <laughs> God, I got in so much trouble. God, teachers can be mean. 
Oh, yeah, completely. Well, you know, they're like, are we done? Is your conversation over? You know, it's like, no. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Terrible. Okay, here's the last one. And this one I relate to because it's happened to me. I was not a child. I was an adult when this occurred, but it was still incredibly embarrassing. One day in ninth grade, I was taking the bus to school. And when we arrived, I fell off the bus, like completely just fell down the stairs off the bus. I was really disoriented, not just from falling, but also because people were laughing and making fun of me. Then I walked into a pole because we had this weird awning over the main entrance. I probably still have head damage. Jeez. Sounds like the beginning of the naked gun where (laughs) OJ Simpson, you know, where he like keeps bumping into all these things and like burns his hand on a hot iron and, (laughs) you know, gets shot, all this stuff. God, yes. That is funny. I was uh, working for a radio station. I had just started selling. This was the year that they decided to take, we had a big, uh, because it was a rock station, so they had a tour bus that they had converted and we used it for big promotional events and stuff. And so this year, uh, all the salespeople were hand delivering Christmas gifts to our biggest clients. And so, but they wanted everyone to go to make a really big impression because we were bringing, you know, booze and food. And it was basically like a party in a bus. And everywhere we stopped, we brought the party to them. And then we'd get back on the bus and go to the next stop. And we were going to like, I think it was like 10 stops. So we did the 10 stops. We get back to the station for the evening. And I had had some drinks. Mm -hmm. They opened up the bus doors and I was sitting right in the front. And I got out. I took one step forward and crumpled down all the way down the stairs and fell out into the parking lot. (laughs) And I remember going, I'm okay. I'm all right. And they were like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like 20 years younger than everybody. Oh, my so, god! Yeah, it was, even, it was just terrible. It was terrible. In fact, I was so intoxicated that I had to call Daryl. We weren't even dating yet. I called him and I said, I'm too drunk to pick up my kid. I'm the worst parent on the planet. He's like, oh, my God, I'm on my way. And so he helped me get Tyler and Kenzie home. <laughs> well, we, we were together, but we weren't living together. Right, right, right. I was embarrassed. I, I was like, I'm never, I never, after that, never drank at another work party. See, I only, it only takes one mistake for me and I don't make it twice. Yeah, really? God, it was That's the worst. That's pretty bad. I know. Oh, have you ever picked up your kids drunk? No. Don't lie. No. Not even on Vicodin or anything? No. <sighs> God, I guess it's just me. Although I didn't pick them up drunk. Actually, they wouldn't have allowed it. They wouldn't have let me. So, well, you I probably would have smelled like a bar when you walked. Well, in there. I, I think there was a question when I picked them up. She was like, "Hey, you're right." I go, "I have a ride." <laughs> and that's all I said, and I picked them up and we walked out. It was, it was not my finest moment, and I don't, you know, I'm I'm embarrassed by it. But I mean, you know, I learned my lesson. I didn't drive my kids drunk. And, uh, you know, I'm imperfect. (laughs) And it was a long time ago. I mean, we've had, we had get togethers where everyone around us was drunk and the kids were playing like in Ryan's room or something like that. And then they come out and like everyone was pretty much wasted. And then I looked around and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is not my finest parent moment. Yeah, you know, I've ha- I've made some mistakes like that too, and I'm just we're so fortunate that nothing happened. We're 
everybody, every parent does it. Every parent makes those mistakes. But uh, luckily for us, anyway, we weren't too stupid, you know. Yeah. But still. Oh. Okay, so who I've... I am voting for <laughs> the guy who videotaped his whole conversation and then it went out to the entire school. Yeah, I'm with you. I that's pretty that, embarrassing. I think that's the winner for this week, in my Agreed. opinion. Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, not sorry, Robert. Congratulations on your big win. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're a winner after all. Oh, uh, look at you. You're a winner. <laughs> Oh, well. And, and perhaps you uh, will win a little Avon, too. Maybe. So. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Well, I think that's a wrap for this week. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Avon, as Jamie mentioned, if you go to lipandclip.com, that's a direct link to our Avon site. Also, if you go to our UglyTruth.com website, you can click on the Amazon button and that will take you directly to Amazon. And uh, if you shop around and purchase things, we get a little bit of a kickback for doing that. So please go shopping, everyone. Please. Cha-ching. We'll see everybody on Sunday. Have a good rest of your week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.